Hello, everyone. This is House on 1500, episode 28. Hey, guys. Hi. How are you? Good. Good. So good. Okay, so Emily. So not. So good. Well, I'm excited to hear your high lows then, Megan. For real. Let's hear it. Well, I'm going to go first then, so everybody has to be in suspense. Oh, suspense. I love it. (laughs) So, this is Emily. I'm the oldest sister. My low is that what oh it's cold today and I do not like that because the weather kind of teased us with some really nice days and Mm -hmm. we got a new tree for the we had a huge windstorm in Utah in Centerville where I live maybe I shouldn't say where I live I already did in Centerville (laughs) where I live and um this giant um ornamental plum tree that was probably a good 25 30 feet tall blew over it was in our front yard and it was beautiful but the weather has been warm enough and so we went and picked up another ornamental plum and I got it all planted and I had to go out and talk to it today and tell it that (laughs) it's not gonna be cold forever (laughs) we're gonna make it like the plants that I personally plant in the ground they all have names. My kids think I'm crazy, but whatever. So what is the name? Um, and then my, so that's my sad thing is it's cold again and I really hate being cold. Wait, I, hold on, hold on. What? What's the name of your tree? Tree's name is Andy. Oh, uh, Andy gotcha. will, he'll do good. Yeah. He'll grow big yeah. and strong. Grow big and strong. Yeah. I have faith in Andy. So do I. <laughs> so my high is I finally tackled my spice cabinet and my corner cabinet and I took everything out and I installed like rolling out racks for the spice cabinet and you have to understand my spice cabinet is tiny like the opening Mm. is only nine and a half inches so it's tiny and then the corner cabinet is just like a giant black hole at first I ordered a turntable like a lazy susan that was 18 inches wide which totally would have fit, except I couldn't get it into the door because it was like oh, the open yeah. into that space is so tiny. So I ended up putting three Lazy Susans in there and it works out great. And I'm nice. happy. So I'm very That's excited solution. about that. Yeah. Hooray. All right, Megan. All righty. So now you'll find out why I'm good and not good. Yeah. So my low <laughs> first, two things. One, I've been up since four o'clock this morning, Ew. stupidly. Not on purpose. A the the other so Cora, one of our dogs, our Bernadoodle is pregnant. Yeah, hooray! That's fantastic. And she's due any day now. Technically, today is her due date. So Mm. she woke me up at four by like literally licking my face, like (laughs) like really excitedly. Like she jumped up on me and like got all up in my business Mm. and my face. And then I never went back to sleep and I was nervous or not nervous, but I just wanted to be aware. I was like, Oh, like, are you, do you need me? Are you feeling like, are you starting labor? Like, is that why you're trying to get my attention? No, no, she's not. (laughs) She's not. (laughs) I was just awake and I never. Thursday morning. Let's go. I know. And I never went back to sleep. And then the other sad, my other low thing is that I am going to miss, her delivery of her puppy. Oh, <laughs> I'm so sad. 
I mean, because of my good thing, my high is that I'm going out of town this weekend with some friends. So that is really great. And I've been looking forward to it for a really long time. But it means that she's not had her puppies yet. And I am going to miss it. And we have not had puppies in a year. And I'm just, I'm disappointed that I'm going to miss it. And Cora is a chimera, right? Yeah. So you're like super interested about the puppies. I'm so interested about these puppies. Mm -hmm. (sighs) <sighs> but it's fine. I can I can see pictures. I guess it's fine. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying not to be childish about it, but the timing of it is yeah. just so. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. I'm good and not good because I've got real great things this weekend and some mild disappointment. <laughs> sure. Such <laughs> <laughs> is life. Such is life. I know. Mm-hmm. All right, Annie. Oh. Okay. I'm the oh. youngest. Do I need to say that still? I don't know. I just said it. I, I think I it's helpful. <laughs> it's helpful. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So I'm Annie. And so my low is that my father-in-law is not doing well oh. and was in the ER yesterday for a couple oh. hours. So he had his vaccine shot for COVID. And ever since then, it, he's just had a lot of shortness of breath and um, just feeling really fatigued and all this stuff. Um, but they can't figure out what's wrong with him. So they thought maybe it was some blood clots in his lungs. Yeah. And um, some other things. But they when he went to the ER, everything came back negative for anything big and major. So no stroke. No. That's crazy. You know, hmm. other stuff. Yeah. But he literally sounds like he has just ran up a thousand flight of stairs. Oh, and he's just standing yeah. there. So it's just super strange. So huh. I don't know. He was very grumpy to go to the ER. He did not <laughs> want to go. <laughs> Who's the one who forced and because they didn't find anything. And because they didn't find anything, he's extra right. grumpy about it. But everyone's like, it's that unfortunately you just kind of have to do that so you can start ruling things out and then we can start narrowing yeah. things down. So yeah. anyway, but it's hard. It's hard. Um he's a wonderful man and he you know, he's a very big support to a yeah. lot of people. So I, it's always sad. Aging is not a fun process of life for me. I really struggle yeah. with aging you, on a lot of levels. You do. We're and in so, trouble in like 30 years. You're going to be mad all yeah, the time. I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. The time. I'm worried for myself. I'm worried about how I'm going to handle with aging. And then I'm worried about how I am around other people that are aging. And so I just, I have no compassion. <laughs> and it's hard for me. Um, anyway. It's it's hard, you know, because it's just a reality, right? He's almost eighty, so it's not like what surprise, but right. it's just kind of like okay, it could go down, right? Well, and I so, think yeah. we, anyway, we so think he, of like eighty of somebody that we don't know is really old, but then where you know him so well, you're like, oh yeah, he's eighty, but it doesn't seem as old as a stranger right. being eighty. Sure, yeah. Yeah, on paper, I'm like, yeah, that's pretty probably normal to have things start falling apart around this age, right. you know. But he he really supports that that his family. He they um so my husband's youngest brother has yeah. Down syndrome, and he's not really functioning. Um, like as far as you know, he doesn't really communicate verbally or anything like that. Yes, he communicates. Right. <laughs> don't get me wrong, but it's not it's not I with words. Steve. He's great. <laughs> I do too. I do. I love Steve as well. And so anyway, so they've got, uh, you know, he's 35, Steve is 35. And so they've got an adult child with a disability that they've been taking care of for that many years. And 
they're aging as well and they live in a big home and have a big yard. So there's just, it just is time. It's reality. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, so that's, that's my low. Um, and then the high is I, um, just, I got a Facebook contact for my business, my interior oh, design business, oh. and she doesn't know me and it's just from seeing my pictures and word of mouth. And so that's kind of exciting. She was a super nice lady. She's got such a great style on her own. She really could do this on her own, but she's just like, I am <laughs> over it. Like I'm so tired of thinking right. about decisions and they have some guests coming in town by the end of the month and they just finished their basement and I'm like I'm all about a guest is coming that in is town deadline to get a design Annie. <laughs> classic Annie. so I'm classic like, Annie. I know I'm like unfortunately I've kind of got some other clients I'm working with and we're going out of town so we're going to Florida for spring break which is next week for us so I'm like if I can make this happen for you I will because I fully back up this kind of right. momentum <laughs> so anyway so I just enjoy, I just enjoy meeting new people and helping them out. And it was fun to kind of design her space. I just sent over her room designs. Um, so I'm anxious to see what yeah. she's going to say. So that is That's exciting. exciting. Yeah. It's fun. It's super fun. So, all right. We didn't talk about our word of the year, how we wanted to implement that, but maybe we can do a side recording, a little blurb about it or something, but. I wanted to kind of move forward. So our topic this today is I kind of wanted to talk about trials. So I'm a big kind of fan of trials in the way that it, they propel people or they have the potential to propel people hmm. into becoming a better version of themselves. So um, usually a trial gives you perspective, insight, compassion, yeah. empathy, some resilience, you know, like there's so many, so many things. So I'm really fascinated with trials. So I thought it would be interesting for us to talk about. We share a common trial, which is that our, our parents got divorced. For me, I was in eighth grade. So that would be what your sophomore yeah, I was year, 16. Emily. Yeah, yeah and 16. I was in fifth grade. That yeah, you, so, are you sure you were in eighth grade? I think you were in I sixth, distinctly remember Megan, eighth because grade. I was in 10th grade when they got divorced. Yeah, oh, but say. maybe they were like in the process of, I just remember, I remember acting out in fifth grade specifically. Because did you say acting out? I remember did. she's I was not afraid. Afraid. Okay. Well, what, what, what? Okay. <laughs> no, I don't. Okay. Well, <laughs> my story. So here's, here's what I, I'll just give a quick overview, not very detailed or in depth, but I would love to hear each of our perspectives of what that trial was for us or more importantly, what we gained Correct. from that trial. So, um, so our parents were, and correct me if I'm wrong, you guys, sometimes in my memory, they were married about 17 years before their divorce was final. And there was kind of talk of a divorce for a few years on and off. I distinctly remember a conversation where they were going to get divorced and then they yeah. said, never mind. Mm -hmm. And then later they did. So it kind of was like this, like, you know, hemming and hawing. Our parents really rarely fought. I don't even have a memory of our parents fighting. I have you? zero memories. I have zero yeah. memories of them so, fighting. Yeah. So it wasn't like there was a lot of contention or arguing or things really building up where you're like, okay, wow, I'm I'm not surprised, I guess, because right. they've been fighting. So for me, it was a, a little surprising. Um, and 
everything was very amicable as far as I'm aware of. It seemed like our parents were able to handle things. Uh, like adults. Yeah. I don't adults, know that amicable right? yeah. is the right word, but civil for sure. Okay. That works. That works. Yeah. You probably have more ends of it, Emily, than I do because I was in the height of friends and my social life as far as like a natural, that's a natural progression to start leaving the family right. around age 14. You start caring more about your friends than you're like spending more time with your family. So for me, the timing of the divorce kind of was where I naturally was headed anyway. Um, so then our dad got an apartment just down the street. So he was only like two, three minutes away and we stayed in our home and yeah. So Emily, do you want to anything to um, add or? So it was about, anything? it was only about a year, the hemming and hawing, because I remember mom mm -hmm. taking me out to lunch and telling me uh, we were sitting right in front of the field at one of the, at the junior high that I was going to at the time. And she just told me we had Subway and she just told me that they were getting divorced. And <laughs> I was just like, why? Because it was similar to me. It was a similar experience. They, as far as I could tell in my 16 years, which again, at 16, you're not super observant around about other people around you. Um, but there was definitely no outward contention. There was no arguing or fighting or. I think it was, I, yeah, not in front of us. I, yeah, I think it, as far as what, um, the snippets that I've heard, it was more of a lack of communication that broke things down. And I will say that our parents mm -hmm. were mm -hmm. amazing parents, like, especially Phenomenal because parents. now that I know really, that yeah. they weren't always seeing eye to eye on other things, the fact that they parented us so incredibly, it says yeah. a lot about them. Yeah. first time that they told us they were getting a divorce and mm -hmm. then they were trying to reconcile. And then when they finally decided they actually were getting a divorce, getting a divorce, then, um, it, it was, it was like a year. That's crazy. Cause my memory is obviously wrong, but I was so much younger, but in my memory, mm -hmm. it was, it felt like a couple years, like the, the hemming and hawing yeah. was, yeah, a no. long period of time, but you're, you, I, I believe you when you say it was a year. I'm just well, I think it was like, because in my 11 year old mind, well, I think so it was long. like the end of ninth grade for me. Um, and actually, the divorce went super, super fast. Um, yeah, so it was like I think three that they told us in December, yeah, like, um, and then it was finalized yeah. in March. So, Emily, what things did you gain? from that experience. um well so i am a practicing latter-day saint so church of jesus christ of latter-day saints member and i the biggest thing for me was i questioned everything my parents had ever taught me when i was 16 and i think that's mm. a much earlier than um and i mean like sat down and thought okay do i believe what i've been taught not only by my parents but in general about this, um, religion and, and the principles and doctrines. And, um, and so for me, I gained a testimony, my own testimony that wasn't standing on the shoulders of other people, because there were some very 
um, unchristlike behaviors from people in our church organization. And um, so I had, I learned really early to be able to separate um, the gospel from people, <laughs> you know, so just because they also Turned went off. to the same church that I went to and they were being taught the same things I was being taught didn't mean that they were going to behave the way that they were taught. And it had nothing to do with the religion sure, itself. It just had everything to do with them being human and having agency and, so I really mm -hmm. um, developed my own testimony there. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, Megan, what about you? Um, so for me, like going <laughs> back to me being a bully, because I was, so I was a, I was a straight up bully in fifth and sixth grade. I was really angry and I specifically took it out <laughs> on boys. <laughs> Like I, I poured milk on some poor boy's head at lunch because he sat down next oh, to me no. and I told him not to. And to be, to be fair, the type of bully I was, I was very, like I warned everybody, like, like, like he told me he was gonna sit next to me, and I said I don't want you to, and he said, well, I'm going to anyway, and I said I'm gonna pour milk on your head. He's like, no, you're not. I said I for sure am. And he sat down anyway, so I took his milk because hey, I'm not going to waste my milk. And he and he watched, <laughs> and he watched me open it. And then I pulled, put my hand above of his head, and he just sat there. So I poured milk on his head. Like I oh cannot God. believe I did that. I also, you guys, this is the worst, and I probably shouldn't like <laughs> speak this freely. I I bit Do somebody's it. head. I bit their head. Because he wanted to play tetherball with us and I didn't want him to. And I told him not to. And I told him what would happen if he continued to try and play tetherball with us. And he continued to try and play tetherball. So I bit him. His head. Okay, but so, why his head? I mean, that feels like a very hard body part to get to. Like an I arm. Listen, I don't know. Clearly, I was not in a great place. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't know. You're committed. So yeah. he went to the ground duty and said yeah. this girl just bit me right <laughs> so she comes up to me and I lied to her face and I said he's way taller than me I'm I'm a girl why would I bite his head like that's absurd of course I didn't do that right and and she believed me because, well, yeah. a there's no right. bite marks because it's his head and b and b like yeah. I was this tiny little girl anyway yeah. like I feel I feel so badly about those two specific things mm. like I was just a grump in general when it came to boys and I was just in a bad mood about a lot of things and I was just generally grumpy yeah. but like those two things but I also had the the wherewithal to know that if you threaten something and you don't <laughs> follow through then right. nobody will believe you sure and so like those were the only two things I had to do and then like everybody just believed what I said after that because <laughs> because I I poured milk and I bit something like those You're are right. absurd those are absurd do you, things do you remember the boy that you bit um, do you remember who it was have you oh yeah have you reached out yeah, to I them and been like I'm I remember, sorry I, I was in a bad spot I don't remember I feel in the back of my mind I might have apologized to him in high school Mm. But maybe that is just something I wish I had done. 
my sure. memory is unclear. Like it's a really foggy memory. So I'm not sure if it's real or not. Right. I did apologize to the boy that I poured milk on. I a hundred percent know oh. I apologize to him. Um, <laughs> but I just, I can't like, if any of my children did that, they would be right. in so much trouble. Like unbelievable. I, know, but I, just hug, I just want to hug little elementary school, Megan. Oh, that just makes me so oh, sad actually, no. you know, like, because we know why you were acting out. And well, anyone what, who knows no, Megan, this is not so all. not her character. She is the <laughs> sweetest, golden hardest person you will ever meet in your life. And so it is is extreme is an extreme behavior, which makes sense because a lot right. of things were happening in the home. So I was angry with the, some of the behaviors of people in the yeah. neighborhood. The adult. Um, mm-hmm. That I that yeah. I the adults, the adults in the neighborhood, not the children. Right. Um, but the adults, like it was, it was a rough time for me because mm-hmm. friends couldn't be my friends anymore because their parents right. didn't want the bad influence. And mm-hmm. like, it was, yeah. it was yeah. a rough time. It's so, so sad because looking back, I would be appalled if I ever behaved that way towards yeah. another a child oh, that some absolutely. of these adults did and that were leaders in our ward setting, like, it's kind of like shocking looking back, like, whoa, we went through something really hard. Like that was a hard experience. So Megan, what's something positive you learned? So we learned that you uh, follow through. (laughs) 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 Take it serious. Um, To be honest, one of the biggest things, like, I feel like this was a, a trait or a, a gift of mine inherently, but I felt like it was very honed in and very refined mm-hmm. and my ability to see somebody's mm-hmm. intentions for what they are mm-hmm. um, and to, and to find pretty quickly who is trustworthy regardless right. of what their words say. Sure. Um, you know, cause people do a lot of lip yeah. service and it's a bunch of garbage. Right. And um that is just a gift that my spirit was born with that this is something that I can do, but it became, and I think I was sure. given it for this so that I could know where I could be safe and who, who yeah. I could be safe with, you know? Sure. So, um, so for me, it's kind of like, that was the, I mean, I was always kind of organized and loved being organized, but that, divorce situation bred who I am today as far as <laughs> it, I mean looking back I definitely had anxiety right you can look I can look back yeah. and see I always stressed about getting enough sleep I always stressed about being ready for school and not being late you know looking back I could be like whoa okay wow that's a lot yeah. of anxiety over there little Annie yeah and well, get you your schedule Right. I was going to say this divorce propelled a schedule. So I was very religious about reading my scriptures. I was very religious about journaling. I was very religious about exercising and take getting enough sleep. Right. Which consequently actually right. helped with a lot of mental health <laughs> and sure. difficult situations. So I, I actually feel extreme gratitude. Well, that those are the things I picked. Those are yeah. the things that were placed in my life that I latched onto because it easily could have been a lot of other stuff to help me deal with a situation that I had no control um, over. Further highlight what we are referencing because 
I think you're a thousand percent right. Those were all really good things, but at the time they were also bad things for you because it was Annie's time to exercise <laughs> the time that she'd scheduled to exercise and we were going out to eat, which was a very rare thing. Cause there wasn't a lot of money mm. and we were going out to eat and Annie couldn't, she had to exercise right then under, there was no negotiation there was no, and it was just like at home exercising. Like she was going to do it at her house. There was going to be a video, you know, something like that. But she, it was super important to the point of interrupting regular life that she stayed on that schedule because that was her control and that was her coping mechanism. And I think you're right, Annie, that was your anxiety. Like that was how you manage the anxiety is I know that this is happening at this time, I can't control mm -hmm. everything, but I can mm -hmm. dang well control this. And, you know, I don't think anybody, it wasn't <laughs> until years later when I was grown up that I would remember that because at the time for me, it seemed so like just illogical. Like you can exercise whenever you want. What are you doing? Like sure. you're making our entire family yeah. wait for you when this is something that can happen whenever I look back now and I'm like, Oh, another, sure. this was, this was a, a heart and a well, brain that was just holding on. And we just didn't know it. Right. Sure. Well, and I think too, right. That in a, yeah. in flexibility, I, I, that took me several years to get to a place of like, Hey, it's okay. If things don't go mm -hmm. how you think your day is going to go. Right. And so I just as you grow up and as your brain develops and as you gain more understanding of yourself and things like that, I really had struggled with things not going mm -hmm. as they should. Yeah, or as I thought yeah. they should, right? Which is so funny. It's just funny as a 14, 15, 16-year-old, like, uh, that's a funny thing to really watch <laughs> on to, but I understand why I did. And yeah. I have children. I have children that have similar tendencies as well. So I'm right. not surprised by it because <laughs> I'm like, yeah, there's comfort in knowing, right? There's a comfort, but all those good things can be, like you said, a negative if it's affecting the, yeah. your functionality of just your everyday life. But in addition to those good habits that yeah. I carry on, um, I also gained a very strong testimony as well, which, um, wasn't anticipated. I, because we did have that contradiction of here's what my leaders are telling me yeah. and here's how they're treating my family and myself. And, um, I think that's an in invaluable lesson yeah. to learn at such a young age that it is the gospel that matters. And I knew that my savior mattered more yeah. than what these people were doing over here. And that yeah. is, that is huge. That's a huge foundation to have and very grateful for. I never would have gotten it any other way. Honestly, I feel like I needed to see how unbalanced some <laughs> behaviors yeah. are to what is being taught. <laughs> but I also learned too that I can do something really hard. And I think we all have such grit and resilience that looking back, you're like, wow, we, we should have been pregnant. been pregnant and done. Oh. We could have, we well, could have, I, right? I we wandered, I wandered yeah. the street at midnight yeah. with a boy when I was like 13 years old. Sure, right. Like, yeah. Things that, they would that's cringe about. Third behavior. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, we had every opportunity to find other ways to uh, navigate. Some poured milk on others, yep. and and some. <laughs> I was only a bully for one year. <laughs> I think all of us would like to pour milk on right. someone at one point, Megan. You just had the courage to do it, so. I'm, oh, I'm it, did, it felt did you really get in trouble good for that and really one? bad. Yeah, it was both. <laughs> but there's evidence. Um, well, ladies, I, I, as weird as it is, I am grateful for the things that we all learned individually, and I think just collectively. Uh, the one thing I have regrets for yeah. is how alone Megan was. I didn't, and I either. did yeah. nothing. I did nothing. <laughs> I didn't even, it wasn't even on my radar, which, you know, 14 year old self, I can understand, but I feel bad thinking about 12, 12 year old Megan at home. Cause I was off with my friends. So I was rarely home and Megan just was home yeah. all the time. And Emily was working and she had a boyfriend. No, I my think, boyfriend and dumped me and then so my parents got divorced I, and then he so took all my friends. So I was alone. Oh, my, okay, my sophomore alone. year, Emily was but alone. Emily and I did but like I band. Didn't, we didn't band together. But I, yeah. I don't we did not band together. I mean, as adults, I think mm-hmm. Annie and I especially look back and we're like, oh my gosh, what was wrong with us as sisters? <laughs> we didn't like step in and take control. Right. But I yeah. think that we don't, mm-hmm. I mean, not to, not to downplay the situation, but I think we also have to remember that we were still children and we were both in yeah, times yeah. of our life where it was very natural to be self-absorbed. Yeah, I was gonna say you guys sure. were going through your own trauma as yeah. well, and I never said anything. And I don't sure. even know that if yeah. I didn't feel comfortable telling right. you, I think I, I don't right. think I knew how to articulate. Well, and it's like you said, mm-hmm. you didn't you know? feel. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was every, every angry at the divorce. You felt angry at the boys. Do you know what I mean? Like you're you were projecting your emotions and your experiences all over the place. So it wouldn't make sense for you to come to your older sisters when you're having a problem at school with dumb boys, because they're just dumb boys, you know? Yeah. I did feel, I I don't know how to describe it. It's not like I like to be independent. I just knew that I could be. And so in my head, I was like, well, this is crap whatever like I'll just do whatever I gotta do it's fine like I think I just yeah it was just a I I built up a ton of walls and I think inadvertently that kept you guys out for whatever reason that's just not the way it played out for our situation and I think that is kind of the nature of trials I think we learned what we needed to to help us in our lives moving forward so yeah anyway well Ladies, I got ahead, but thank you for this topic conversation. It was great. I yeah could talk about this a lot. As always, <laughs> we could talk about things for hours. All right, see you, see you later, guys. <laughs> Bye. Love you. Me too. Bye.